0: Oh, Everybody, Brian Franchise Simply here. Delighted to have you along for another one of our franchise radio shows. And today, well, you know, we all want to achieve our, our, I suppose, our optimum, don't we? Whether it's in life, with our families, with sport, in your business, and to do that, you really need to get a better understanding. And who better to have to help us do that and help you do that than Terry Vincent? I'll just quickly give you a bit of Terry's background. If you haven't heard of Terry, she's a legend. She's the number one coach's coach. She's the founder of Terry Vincent coaching and training. That's a global coaching and training company. And through that, Terry delivers a leading edge material to purpose driven coaches. So she's the coach's coach, so they can help their clients become unique and profitable. What I love about Terry is she's got an edgy, tough love sort of style. Um, And in fact, was the number one global female coach for action coach with Brad Sugars. So, you know, quite a significant organisation indeed. And she's also a multiple winner of the West Australian Franchisee Woman of the Year. Um, And, and has stood alongside mining heiress and billionaire Georgina Reinhart as a state finalist in the Telstra Businesswoman of the Year Awards. Uh, she's very proactive. She's also the co-founder of Global Impact Entrepreneurs, where through partnerships with the global experts, the members can gain more traction, rise to new heights, really addressing the gaps that are stopping them from achieving their success. And that's why she is today um, with us. Uh, she also facilitates the Leading Edge, that's iLab programmes, very well known that are held in bar And she serves as a master trainer and assistant mentor to the Entrepreneurs Institute, top mentoring program called Crystal Circle. Terry someone somebody who firmly believes her success only comes from helping others to achieve theirs too. Terry, welcome to the Franchise Radio Show. Lovely to have you along.
1: Thanks for having me, Brian. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Job, is there anything you wanted to add to the bio that I just ran through there, just in case?
1: Wow, listening to that makes me sound so amazing, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's interesting how we do tend to downplay what uh, you know when there's a bio like that. We downplay it in person, so I don't want to add anything anything to that. That makes me sound truly amazing. Thank you.
0: Well, <laughs> you are. and I'm not buttering you up there, so I suppose discovering yourself. Is the description for today's conversation. And uh, it really is a conversation, I think, where we'll share some thoughts and so forth. So, put, putting the ball in your court, where do you start in your story with when you're talking to our listeners about discovering themselves?
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's something I'm very, very passionate about, which is why we are talking about this now, obviously. So thank you for allowing me to have a voice on here. To me, there's so many opportunities for people out there for entrepreneurs uh, to be able to experience life and, and achieve their desired outcomes. But the biggest thing I find is that most follow the systems and processes that other provide without truly knowing if it's in full alignment with who they are. And that's the The key component to this is you've got to know who you are as a person in order to be able to see if what you're connecting to or committing to is going to align with you. You know, we don't want to be jumping into something and going, "This is this is magic." And if I can just briefly share, because you mentioned Action Coach, and when I first started out with Action Coach, I'll just share this brief story. Uh, I thought that I had to be Brad Sugars. You know, it's coaching back then. 20 years ago and to some degree can still be seen as this but not so much was very male driven it was very masculine mm. and i thought well the only way i can be successful is to be brad sugars in that process even though i did get amazing success because i'm very driven by challenge you know you can't do this terry watch me i will um i got a high level of success but i wasn't authentically me so mm. i had to actually step back and go wow you've done amazing terry but are you happy no. you know are you truly being you and And I think that's the best starting point for this is looking at where you're at and saying, are you truly being authentically you?
0: I suppose, you know, how do we do that? I suppose it's the old looking in the mirror, but being as we can only be truly frank to ourselves. But, you know, do we ever ask those questions? I think the brain lies to us all the time. Let's face it. That's a fact we know. And there's more and more science coming to support that all the time. You know, the human being, I think, is the world's most natural liar in many respects. And we kid ourselves. We so easily make excuses, don't we? It's uh, that's probably the number. That's the second biggest human attribute <laughs> from life. From is making excuses. So how do you address that issue to be that frank with yourself? Terry, what what are the tools that you suggest?
1: Yeah, I've done a lot of training over probably I'd say the last six to 12 months around exactly this, because like I said, I was focused on how to be the best me. I always looked at myself and go, how do I be better than I was yesterday? And it was looking in that mirror and going, okay, love myself for who I am now because I am who I am now because I chose to be that person right now. So to look in the mirror and say, well, who do I need to be today to be better than I was yesterday? The training that I did was to almost let, to teach me to let go of yesterday and say, who am I today? Who do I choose to be today moving forward? So I've followed a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work around you know, the past being the past based on what serves us in the past. So what are the gifts from the past that we can bring forward? But everything else is like you say, it's... It's making excuses for something that has already happened. So my biggest advice here is to start from this moment. You would hear people saying, let's live in the moment. Let's live for the moment. Too many people don't live for this moment. They live too much in the past. And some are focusing so much on the future that they lose the opportunity to love where they're at right now. Now, I'm not saying don't live in the future because you should live into the future, but your future should be guided by where you're at now, not the past. So the first thing to do is who am I today based on who do you choose to be today, not based on who I was yesterday. I just need to be that little bit better, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Look, can I draw an analogy there? It's a bit like, you know, if you're an actor or a comedian, you're doing a stage show and you're running it, you know, in London or whatever it, wherever it might be, every night the curtain comes down, but the next day it's a whole it's a whole new gambit. You may be playing the same part, but the fact is you're doing it with new energy, you're running, you've got new jokes you're sharing it really is saying okay that was yesterday's audience today it's a new audience is that sort of a little bit of an analogy in some ways of the way the actor would behave and we're all actors aren't we?
1: that is 100% of the best analogy because of the thing the simple part of this is if everyone was to write the movie of their life or what they wanted their life to be as opposed to what it has been so if we were to suddenly become playwrights and say this is our movie this is our future this is where we're heading to this is you know what role would you play in that and what would it be you know it's like the hero's journey that is being written for the future not the past because generally we tell our story based on all our experiences of the past instead of going what do I want my story to be if I was to write a movie what would it be you know would it be a thriller would it be an action would it be a comedy would it romance a romantic movie and that's so it's a really awesome analogy for that
0: yeah look and what you're saying makes a lot of sense and I suppose it's a progressive thing learning this technique to do it because uh, it can't be that easy I mean you work with a lot of people helping us through this situation you've had I know from your bio and your, your background, you've had quite some significant challenges in your life, Terry. And, you know, you've really got yourself sorted out. You become a coach's coach. I mean, you know, there can't be anything more complimentary than that, really. So what's the sort of process that you would you would suggest we go through, at least in the beginning stage? I appreciate that you can't do this on your own, really. You, you do need someone else to keep you accountable that fresh pair of eyes and ears to listen to you and say, hang on, Brian. <laughs> you know, let's be honest here. Is that truly how you are? Is that what happened yesterday? But how do you because we do frame ourselves so much, I get up in the morning, and I'm straight away thinking about what I was doing yesterday. And those tasks I haven't quite finished, particularly the couple of prickly ones that have been annoying me, you know, can you help us along a little bit with that one?
1: Yeah, it is a challenging thing to shift. So I will say that we're challenging to shift because of the simple reason that you're 100% right. You wake up in the morning and your mind first goes to the past. So what I do now is I wake up and I straight away, if my mind is moving to the past, that's going to guide my day. I And this is another one of Dr. Joe Dispenza's. I'm a, a bit of a fan, as you can imagine. I mean, I follow a lot of different people, but from this perspective, this is a tool that works that I've learned from someone else so I've learned from him so it's called stop it so you wake up in the morning and your mind will automatically go into the oh that's right I've got to do that oh I didn't finish that all the the thoughts that get us lying there for a little bit longer before we jump out of bed and then go and do whatever it is whether exercise or getting straight into our business or whatever so the stop it tool is that when our mind wanders to something that is the past it's it's saying stop it in our head automatically getting into that habit because if we can stop that thought then we go well what thought do I want to have so mm-hmm. stop it is a trigger to bring a new thought in and the thought then becomes what is today going to look like for me
0: right and so- changing
1: that it's simple it's just a simple tool <laughs> that I thought wow how crazy is it that it's so simple yet it works
0: so you empty the filing cabinet that sits on our shoulders basically empty the drawers and automatically you've got a vacuum there so it fills up with the here and now
1: exactly exactly and that the good point that There is, as you know, and the listeners would know this, potentially that you know the filing cabinets. The males have filing cabinets. The males have a ball of string, right? We can get into a full conversation of this, but we won't. Um, But the simple fact is, like the female brain, this i speaking from my own experience, wakes up and it's like fifty thousand things have just gone through our head in that minute as we open our eyes and go, "Oh my god, I've got to do the washing." Oh, that's right, the children have need this. The dog needs walking, and blah blah blah, and this thought and it's like this jumbled thought and it's like stop it whereas it's like what's my filing cabinet that I have got out at the moment pull out and out yeah that's right I've got to do that oh I've got to do that one as well it sounds more simplified for males I know it's, it's potentially not but it, that's the thing is because we do start our day so full of thoughts of things that we wished we had done and mm-hmm. we wish we were better at if only hindsight's such an amazing thing right
0: mm, mm, that's terrible <laughs> Hindsight can be disrupted uh well no i mean yeah, we get a whole new story here without wanting to break the theme we're going through but you know i think the reality is you reach a stage of experience where you've acquired a level of it's one of these words that sounds a little bit highfalutin, but a level of wisdom it doesn't matter whether it's a particular topic or in yourself but and that's really i think what people have to offer to others and to themselves is that wisdom of what they've learned from experiences now their gut response that you used to be a mechanical one um but uh, sorry dragging you off course there actually the filing cabinet isn't the right one to describe it that's too disciplined i think it's actually <laughs> it's that classic desk that you ran out of because you were being called for dinner <laughs> <laughs> Paper spread everywhere. Yeah, there you are. Okay, so when you're working with somebody, these are presumably the steps you work through. Can you describe that a little bit more? I I know you've got lots of experience. You may even have some case studies you can share with us with no names to protect the innocent, obviously. (laughs)
1: The innocent, love it. Um, Yeah, actually, I'm running a a five-day business intensive at the moment. Today was day two of it. And, I mean, that's exactly what we're going through. It is, you know, what are those, Steps in order to be, you know, like looking at the situation of where you are in your life now and looking at where you want to go into the future. So, what's the desired outcome you want to achieve? And the first thing, as I said, is definitely being able to stay in that present moment. And there's a lot of different ways to do this. There's a lot of, you know, people would be following a lot of different people in regards to mindset. And that mindset, let's face it, is the number one uh, strategy that everyone needs to bring on. So, I call myself a business. So I'm a coach's coach, but I, I love strategy. I love helping clients get results. But I've realized that 80% of that, and this is known, uh, is based on the mindset that they have because it's no amount of strategy will work if the person does not have that right thinking around that. So we first go through that process of where are you at? What's your what are your thoughts thinking? And this morning I ran through the three stages, the three futures, and asked the question of the group, you know, where are you at in in regards? to these three places you can choose. Faith of having absolute faith that you want to move in a direction that is in alignment with who you know you are internally, but you're just not sure how to get there. So you potentially need someone to help you and you need the strategies to help you stay on that track. The second one is being in the same place where people say to themselves, I'm okay, I'll find what I need eventually. I'll just stay here for now, but I'll keep searching. And they really, they don't actually stay in the same place they actually go end up going backwards because they never make a decision or change. And the last one is fear. So fear obviously being the reason why people are held back and they don't might take those steps. So going through that as a process and then saying, where are you actually at? And people will say, I'm one of the three. Well, this morning I had two say, I, I sit between faith and fear. Well, that's the whole three. <laughs> it's all together. <laughs> so, you know, no. that from that moment, then it's okay, let's look at how we actually get you to make a decision on what What would that look like? What would that need to look like? And that leads on to the strategies that are required to support them to go on that journey. Now, I'm a strong believer that there's not a box solution for people. Like we can't just present a a box and say, hey, open the lid and then whatever's in there is going to work for you because people are individuals. I work a lot designing, helping them design a business that works for them. Mm -hmm. Because what works for me, even though I can guide people along my journey, what works for me may not work for them. So helping them create and design a business that's going to work for them and how they want to show up every day. What's going to get them jumping out of bed and loving business?
0: You're right. There's actually, we walk a parallel path in in many respects in what you do and what we do in helping people franchise their business. Because whilst we put together our decades of, of knowledge and experience and resources into a whole platform for people, the fact is every business, because it's led by an individual is different in any event. So it's pulling out. And this is where I suppose, like you, we work with collaborators to be able to pull in the resources of the people who are the ideal ones. And uh, I suppose, from that point of view, the, the thing when we're talking about individuals to get them into that journey is number one, they need to get clarity with where they're at, which is what you're endeavoring to do with your conversation there you were describing this morning. But tell me, I, I suppose emotional intelligence is the sort of big, I mean, it's really, I suppose, almost a buzzword these days. It's not something. I mean, that 10 years ago, you heard people refer to, but it's well known in psychological areas and so forth. But emotional intelligence is the thing, isn't it? To, you can't begin to be a leader if you don't understand the way that you think and where you are today. <laughs> What's your take on that side of things?
1: Oh, it's a hundred percent. And, you know, I i mean, part of what I do too is say, I say to people, and I just um, asked this just recently, I said, you know, what are, what are you reading at the moment? What are you listening to? What's mm. guiding your thoughts? Because that creates your emotional intelligence. And there's, like I said, there's so many opportunities out there to learn from so many amazing people, but just going back slightly on what you were saying on, you know, with what you do with franchises, it's uh, this whole process of learning, learn, do, teach mm. what you do with franchises is support with the you know the franchise is about having a system and process and that's why I bought a franchise when a franchise when I first started coaching having a system and process that actually worked but what I learned from being a franchisee was to actually bring me into mm. the systems and processes that work because when I work as a person authentically and I know there's a system that already works because otherwise it wouldn't be a franchise bringing those two together creates my success in the future
0: yeah so it's like getting a suit or a dress and you need to go to the tailors to get a bit of fitting done so you're going to nick, nip and tuck here and there and uh, and so forth yeah sorry i've got a reputation for terrible analogies
1: <laughs> ah, i love it i love it i mean i love your analogies because they just make sense but it's it totally is that and i think from the perspective of the more that we learn to be better ourselves you yeah. know all the strategies in the world will then Be available to you, and then you can just pick and choose what will align best with you. And I, just because we are on this about franchises, that like I said, that's exactly why I bought a franchise. I didn't want to do all that. I didn't want to go and create all the systems and processes. I wanted to buy something that was already in existence and I paid a lot of money for it mm. and then go, well, what do I need to do? How do I need to be more emotionally intelligent in order for me to be successful? So yes, I did uh, end up with the title of the number one female action coach in the world. There was a 1,000 coaches at that time. And it was I only started maintaining that when I started working more on my emotional tele- intelligence, because the strategy was working. It was mm. like, how do I maintain this? I've got to work more on the way I'm showing up and be the leader myself in my own right and not be Brad Sugars, not the female version of Brad Sugars, because that used to get coined as that, like you're the female Brad Sugars. I'm mm. not <laughs>
0: I'm
1: Terry, like, just call me Terry. It's all good.
0: <laughs> you know, this brings in so many areas doesn't it you say it all comes down to being open and frank about yourself you need to know yourself and that's something that few of us I think really do if we're honest you need someone to almost tease that out of you almost a therapy I think to be able to do that but tell me the other one that I think is just so common I mean I meet anybody who once you get into a bit of profound or deeper conversation that doesn't confess that they've suffered or suffer from time to time from imposter syndrome how do you look at that because I'm sure that people you speak to you find that they just lack that level of awareness, I suppose you can't really overcome it until you do know yourself properly.
1: Yeah, and imposter syndrome actually comes from comparison. Mm. You know, when we compare ourselves with others, then we can see that we're trying to be, there's, this is the feeling that I had when I went through imposter syndrome was I'm not good enough, I'm an imposter, people are going to catch me out because I'm trying to be somebody else or trying to follow somebody else's process that I'm not actually at that level. And one of the things, and I'll say this openly, and one of the first things I got taught when I joined Action Coach was fake it till you make it. Yeah. And that is like, just, hey, you know, you've got some of you are brand new, some of you have not had businesses. And I'm very strong about if you're going to be a business coach, you need business experience, which means that you need to understand the depth of business and the challenges that come with it because you can't coach people through it otherwise. And so I, I did, I came with that. I came with experience from my father, it was business going bankrupt twice. And so I had had all that but it was like fake it till you make it just show your level of success and you know just keep moving because eventually it's all going to catch up to you that's imposter mm. you know it's being what you're not instead of going actually you know this is something I'm very new at but I've got all the experience from the past my story if we want to go back to the past this is where I'm saying you bring forward what's going to serve you my story and my experiences is what gives me the credibility to be able to move forward so therefore being transparent enough to actually tell your market that you are where you're at because people love transparency and if you're not transparent they will sure make you transparent it will come out in other ways that you don't want don't want to know about so yeah. yeah it's like it's if i was you and you're sitting in imposter syndrome at the moment just ask yourself why you know why do you feel that it's imposter and what can you do so to change that and one thing could be who are you comparing yourself with
0: mm, Yeah, because
1: you, you compare yourself with yourself you don't compare yourself Yourself with others
0: that's a good point so you, you, you're gradually raking points up it's a bit like the, the it's a bit like the collection fund outside the church to replace the stolen lead tiles off the roof you know you've got a thermometer there with the red line going up and it's a bit yourself I suppose you've got to say where, where am I going to go to today I've got to keep edging upwards not going backwards yeah yeah
1: and all these I, I teach the six p's and imposter syndrome is one of those it's got a p in it by the way so that's why it's six p's uh <laughs> and imposter is definitely one of those and it's like they're all those all those including pride being the biggest one out of that uh, they are all very much aligned to our connection to who we want to be that we feel we're not already Mm -hmm. and instead of that it's like it's being an acceptance of where we're at and and as i said it's waking up every day and saying how do i be the best me i can be today what does that look like and because the market loves authenticity yeah and they love congruency And and incongruency comes out when we try to be who we're not. And so everyone is amazing. They just won't see it in themselves. But someone else out there or many people, maybe even millions of people out there will see whoever is listening to this as someone amazing already. They just need to let that belief catch up. And another thing I always say is find someone who believes so strongly in you that you can borrow their belief Mm. until Uh you've got it yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that old adage of, I suppose, drawing on mentors from some respects, and also that one from years ago. Goodness me, I can't rem- remember who where I picked it up from, but imagine you've got a board table, a boardroom table, and anytime you want to do anything, you check with the you go around the table and there'll be people you admire it may be there's you know maybe there's Bill Gates maybe there's Winston Churchill it doesn't matter you just say what would they say and just draw upon that to give you the confidence we're leading into another thing there which is is what stops so many people and they they tend to be totally oblivious to it it's just people are just totally egotistical their egos are just are just too big they they just have a an inflated opinion of themselves and so forth how do you handle people like that are they handleable I don't know We come across them every now and again, don't we? And uh, it can be difficult. They certainly aren't transparent.
1: Yeah, I actually look at those type of people as more of an insecurity that they have. Hmm. And they try to cover it up with ego. And it's just a matter of being able to dig deeper to find out where this is coming from. Uh, some people just don't want to they don't want to be able to be seen as anything else Mm. and that in itself is imposter as well because the simple fact that's not who they generally are this is not who they authentically are they're just putting on that facade to cover up something that they don't want the world to know about and it's generally that's what it is that's like i said it's very general but most if you look at most successful people that we we can go and google you know the the world's most successful people they've been been, most of them would have been through some phase of that ego where it's like, okay, I need to be this. And then they've realized that hasn't served them. And for whatever their pathway is, they've become humble and gone into gratitude. And it's that, it's like that very fine line. It's it's like they say that the there's very fine line between love and hate. Mm. You know, there's very fine line between ego and humble. You know, it's just that one click, mm. and then suddenly we can move into that other side. And if it's like some some people don't want to go there so from a coaching and, and mentoring perspective it's like I go down that journey of tell me tell me about you tell me what's led you to be the person that you are right now and you know and the conversation goes on to and how happy are you what is it tell me to share with me the things in your life that you truly love mm. and, and then if you go down that path you can dig deep and you find the insecurities come out and that's why they are like that but some people just won't let you smash that wall because and that's what sometimes it takes is a sledgehammer to try and smash through that. But they're on their own journey. Yeah,
0: often often they crash and burn. And that's inevitable, as you say. But um, what you say there, some of the words you use, um, reminds me of Jim Collins, one of his famous research papers and so forth, where he said that analysing, you know, this was probably about 20 years ago, very, very relevant today, in analysing, you know, hundreds of executives and entrepreneurs, major organisations, major people, the one thing he found was common among the successful ones and he always pauses if you watch any of his presentations he pauses for about 10 pregnant seconds he says the key common denominator between all of them is humility and it's a wonderful it's a wonderful attribute isn't it you know we often talk to people and they say oh I met so and so some famous sports person or a broadcaster or a, a novelist or whatever Said, actually when you meet them face to face they're really quite nice they're ordinary people <laughs> it's funny Said do people I suppose those people put a cloak on when they go out in the morning?
1: Yeah, it's um, becoming your own superhero, but wearing the superhero cloak of somebody else instead of your own. Like that's the ego. The humility side of it is becoming your own superhero and you are still you no matter what how you show up. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference is I can guarantee most of those that come from a real egotistical place are different when they're at home. They're different. They're not all because I do know that there's that other side of it as well um, for another conversation but it's you know those people they're they're different at home they're different with their children you know they're just different people and they show up in the world like I need to show the world that I'm Superman and you know I can take on the world and watch Mm -hmm. out anyone who gets in my path as opposed to those that have humility that step out of their door they put their cloak on as a you know a humble person and they walk out with their head held high, knowing that they've got a beautiful family at home, knowing that they're walking into a world of opportunities that they can create for themselves and feeling so grateful. And that's probably one of the biggest words I'd like to share today. And it's a massive word that if everyone can take on is gratitude, is to be grateful for every single thing that is in your life and has been in your life. Gratitude is the differentiator to your success. The day that's waking up in the morning and just go if, if that was something else do the stop it the tool stop it and then go what am I actually grateful for I'm grateful I've got a bed I'm grateful mm-hmm. for the air I breathe I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head you know there's so many things to be grateful for that's putting on your cloak and walking out with humility and full gratitude for everything that surrounds us and then the right people show up in our life success shows up in ways you wouldn't even imagine that's the turning point
0: it's yeah it you're right it, it's sort of magnetic isn't it yeah in some research. yeah no it's delightful so uh, you're saying stop it reminds me of a comedian years ago it's worth googling this to find it on youtube and it's called stop it and he played the part of a psychiatrist and people would come to him with all sorts of problems you know I had a phobia about this and that and they'd walk in and say i hear you you know i paid you ten thousand dollars to come and see you i've got this terrible problem i believe you cured lots of people please can you give me the therapy and he'd just shout across the desk stop it yeah
1: that's exactly Exactly where it comes from, Brian. Is it? I'm scared of being buried alive in a box. Yeah, that's exactly where that comes from. It shows that the strategies, even though that was comedy, um, yeah, because he's like, she's every time she says something, he says, Well, just stop it. And then, like, I I don't give change, I don't do make change. And you know, watch that. Definitely Google it. We'll have to find out the name of the comedian. I can't remember his name. It has been, it's years old. And that is exactly where that has come from. Because that works, because we need to be to say stop it when we go into the story of wasting our time and our life on things that are not serving us because like you said before it's about making excuses and all the things there why would we waste so much time life is precious like be happy and love where you're at and be who you truly are it's so like, i or stop it <laughs> that's the other way to look at it no
0: yeah okay i will look that up i'll actually put it into the content when we uh when we put this yeah. out in a short while okay look um, i've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation I, I know we could chat for ages but uh you've got a day ahead of you i've got one ahead of me and our listeners as well we don't want it to become too too boring and self sort of ingratiating i suppose you'd say so so in, in wrapping up or getting towards that anything more you'd like to add to i suppose get people motivated you know why would you start to look at this yourself why would you start to you know look at your your, yourself and your emotional intelligence and get that sort of understanding and and so forth to uh, to basically you know discover yourself
1: yeah, I think the you know, to leave some final words is it is the difference between where you are at now and where you choose to be in the future is that discovering yourself or who you truly maybe can be, because some of you are being the best you can be right now. And some of you are not some of you many are not many are sitting in that story of the past and, and still living that day in day out. If you truly desire success in your life for whatever that looks like for you, wealth, health, whatever it is for you, then you need to actually find the real you and start living into that real you from right at this moment. And it isn't easy. It's a journey. It takes time, but it is worth every second that you put into this. And don't think for a second you won't drop back because you will. We all do. But discovering yourself and being the best you can be is the way that you will achieve what you desire from the most amazing places. You know, things will show up in the most amazing places faces so I love to leave it with that because that is it really is for me and maybe it's the wisdom like you said maybe it's a, because we're older than many of the listeners that may be <laughs> listening now but it is the wisdom and we do get to that stage in our life where we either go well it's either this or that we've got two opportunities here which path we're going to take take the path of least resistance and that is being the best you you can be to make sure you achieve and live the life you deserve but
0: it's the one thing you do have control over in life We do, absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. Terry, it's been wonderful talking to you. Now, I would like to twist your arm to say if people would like to learn more or get in touch with you, where's the best place for them to go?
1: I'm definitely on social media. So it's Terry Vincent on Facebook. You can go and find me on there. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Uh, but terry at tcb.rocks is my email. That's uh, another way that someone can contact me as well. So and I'm, I I'm just love having chats with people. If I can even make like a 1% difference to someone by having a chat, then I'm fulfilled.
0: Well, you've done the job with me today, I can tell you, because I am now living for the present. No Beautiful. Question. Okay. Terry, thank you so much. Is it just TCB Rocks, I think, your website? Rocks,
1: yeah. Terry, T W I at yep. tcb rocks
0: Okay. Thanks very much indeed. look forward to catching up again. Have an absolutely wonderful today and tomorrow. Thanks. Thanks.
1: I love it. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate Bye. you. Thank you. Bye.